Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of an Ingenious You Mini. I am so thrilled to have as my guest for this episode, Josie Alquist. We're going to include a link to her bio so that you can see the full extent of all of her accomplishments and the good work that she is doing. But let me just say this at the outset. Josie is a three-time LinkedIn top voice in education. She has been recognized by EdTech, EdTech Magazine as one of the top 50 must-read higher education technology blogs for five years. Her podcast, Josie and the Podcast, has been featured by the Chronicle of Higher Ed and Inside Higher Ed. Her new book, which I have read and can be a strong advocate for, is called Digital Leadership in Higher Education, Purposeful Social Media in a Connected World. And it was listed as an Amazon number one new release for college and university student life. So very excited about her upcoming webinar at BayPath through our Leading Edge Thinking in Higher Ed series entitled Digital Leadership in Higher Education, Purposeful Social Media in a Connected World. Mark your date or mark your calendar, April 21st at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time. And we will include a registration link in the show notes uh, for this episode. Josie, welcome so much to the Ingenious You community. Oh, thanks for having me here, Melissa. And congratulations on the Amazon number one on your new book. Thank you. It was a fun little surprise. Definitely had to get the screenshot before someone else, I'm sure, has beat me out of that uh, new release slot since there's so many great new books coming out. But that was a fun one. Well, I can attest because I was, as you know, part of your beta group uh, yeah. to have an early peek at the book that I learned a lot and have put into practice uh, many of the things that you talk about. Uh, so I, I'm a, I was uh, an early adopter in terms of your book, and well, that's excited. A, that's the best testimony I can receive. <laughs> is I put it to practice because we have access to so much information. Some we can't even like contain in our in our brains, but to actually make it applicable. Um, yeah, that's, and that's a win. It will, and, and it is very, very uh, practical. So let me just start by asking you, how did you find yourself as a champion for digital leadership? Is there a personal backstory that drew you into that? So I worked on college campuses for about a dozen years in student affairs, uh, and especially trying to connect and communicate with college students. Immediately when social media hit our campuses, I was all for it. However, many administrators were not and were quite maybe fearful of this thing called the Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Um, so I was always the experimenter using it, especially for marketing, student activities and um, things like that. But then I also started to notice a divide where, for example, a lot of leaders on my campuses were not at all interested in being on social media, but then I would see other, let's say, deans of students or presidents on Twitter and just being so well received by their communities. And so my little researcher brain, before getting my doctorate, started to ask questions of like, why, what's the difference and what's the framework? Um, and so I just kind of had that curiosity of those that we're ready to jump in or very much resisting or actively being engaged on social. And so that was, uh, gosh, almost 15 years ago. So, and we know socials change so much. <laughs> so you've been at this for a long time. I didn't realize it was that long. 
So I'm curious for those that have that have or maybe still actively resist this. What what did you find out about why that is? Well, so my early studies was just to look at those who were highly engaged, um, willing to jump in and their practices and tendencies. My research more recently has been seeking out the insight of those that are resisting. And for me as an educator, I'm not here to shame or to force a tool on anyone. And I find even like applying human development and sociology, it all has a backstory. There's probably some legitimate concern or an article or an experience that we just need to unpack and talk about. Um, and also realizing that many times social media is the pinprick of change going on much deeper uh, in society, in an organization or in an industry. And so I just try to kind of spark those conversations to see what's really happening deeper. Mm, that's very helpful. So you talk about purposeful digital leadership. What do you mean by that? Well, that's definitely where the research comes in, but also the leadership lens is that uh, the practice of just getting on Twitter is not leadership. But I've also heard resistance of, well, what we're doing online can't be leadership. We can't take these tools that seriously. Um, however, as self-aware leaders wanting to make an impact, we need to use any tool at our disposal purposefully. And for me, that framework means you've reflected on and you're enacting your values, whether you're having an in-person conversation or how you write an email or what you post on Twitter. It also needs to be strategic. We've gone far too long, just haphazardly picking up platforms and then probably feeling like maybe they're not working or they're, they're really um, stressful uh, or you just might not know a lot about, a lot about them. So we need to be strategic um, and have a at least quasi plan, especially for very public leaders where time is already um, at a very minimum. So that's a little bit about the purposeful piece um, and, and with the intent of wanting to make an impact that what's it gonna, is there gonna be a difference because you did choose to be on LinkedIn in how you decide to show up on that platform? And so that's what's in it for me as a leader that it, can allow me, enable me to have more of an impact perhaps uh, in uh, sharing my voice, but also my values. Is that, is that what you're, uh, what you're saying or where you're going oh, with yeah. that? Absolutely. Because yeah. um, I get the question, is X platform worth my time or it just feels right. like busy work? And so we're giving rationale for why we're using different tools and not just, oh, I need to be on this new tool or not. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, where should somebody start? So if I am new to social media, and I will say, I think that's also maybe uh, sometimes uh, uh, part of the reason for resistance is that people, it can be very overwhelming and people just don't know where to jump in and how to get started. So what advice do you have in that regard? Well, every new platform is going to feel a little intimidating. Even for me, Clubhouse is a newer tool. It's audio only. And the first time I went into Clubhouse, I quickly like ran back out. And I did the same thing with Twitter. I'm like, I just can't 
take this in. And I know I also felt that same way on Twitter because it moves so quickly. And so I say, take your time, follow just a few accounts that you feel like, especially if they're peers, or it could also be completely not to do with higher ed. It could be like, maybe you love to cook. So follow some chefs or some cooking accounts that just give you the infrastructure of the platform. So you're not immediately going in there being like, okay, how do I be the best Dean of education or faculty member or provost? Let's just get you figuring out the tool and then start to follow some individuals in the industry and not that will kind of be your role models within that. So it does give you permission that you get to lurk a little bit um, and listen before you feel like you have to get right to work. That is such great advice. And I actually follow that. You know, I, you know who I follow, uh, Michael Sorrell, the president of Paul Quinn College. I have learned so much about how to use Twitter from watching the way he interacts with his community using Twitter. Absolutely. So, He's a great one to follow on Instagram as well. He does a lot in Instagram stories with his students. Ah, okay. Well, I, I don't, I haven't quite got to Instagram. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that actually raises another point. I mean, it, it, do you have an opinion on um, whether somebody should just stick with uh, one or two, or should they be use, using as many of these uh, social media vehicles as possible? I think it all comes down to your goals and who your audience is. So Michael is on Instagram because that's where his students are um, based on the demographics that he serves. Um, if maybe let's say you don't serve a, a ton of young adults or your messages, um, your goals right now are really more to staff, faculty, adult populations like Twitter and LinkedIn might be a great platform for you. Um, you know, sometimes we also go to platforms first because maybe another goal we have is connecting with friends and family. Um, and then we're kind of faced with the additional dilemma of additional audiences. So I do think it's important wherever your audiences are, you at least are aware of the tools they're on. If nothing else, then you know a little bit of the lingo, what they might be talking about. Um, but then you can be, have a stronger discerning lens before just adopting everything. Yeah, that's very good. And I know you're going to get into a lot more of this uh, at the upcoming <laughs> webinar. So we'll, we'll uh, hold off on asking you any more detailed questions. Uh, who, who do you think uh, should attend your webinar? And obviously everybody, right? But is there, is there a particular audience that you have in mind that will really benefit from what you're going to share? I mean, I think it's applicable whether you are currently on social or maybe you've got some resistance. I've also have individuals that might be supporting a campus leader's social media presence. So that could be helpful for them as well. I think if you're looking for a refreshing new take, it's not going to be a tutorial of TikTok or, you know, the ins and outs of Instagram. But like we said earlier, a lot of individuals share like it, social media feels a little lighter and more realistic after hearing a little bit of the frameworks that I give. Um, and if you're looking for some new people to follow online, I give a lot of examples of actual leaders in the field on different platforms that you could be inspired by. Oh, that sounds terrific. Okay, well, we are so looking forward to the webinar again. April 21st at 12 o'clock noon. 
Uh, it is a free webinar and Josie will be uh, giving us all uh, a lot of really good tips and strategies that we can put in place right away. So Josie, thank you so much. Thanks for your time today. And we will look forward to talking with you again uh, very soon. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you.